Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com with another call in the podcast series. Today I'm going to be introducing you to Stephanie Chandler. She's the author of many books, including the first one that I ever read of hers, Booked Up, How to Write, Publish, and Promote a Book to Grow Your Business, and Own Your Niche, Hype-Free Internet Marketing Tactics to Establish Authority in Your Field and Promote Your Service-Based Business, which is one that received uh, the Best Business Book of the Year from the Global eBook Awards in the summer of 2012, which is when I first met you in person. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Connie. Great to be here. Yes, I had followed you for at least a couple of years and had your book just on my closest, closest bookshelf and then found out that you were going to be at the Global eBook Awards in Santa Barbara, and it was the perfect place for us to finally meet in person. Yeah, that was really fun to see you there. That was great. It was. Well, now you've followed kind of a different path from many of the people that I know and that I work with in my Internet business in that uh, your background is is a little bit different. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you were doing and, and what you're doing now with your publishing? Yeah, you know, I'm a Silicon Valley refugee, so I quit my software sales job back in 2003, and I opened a bookstore, a brick-and-mortar, 2,800-square-foot bookstore in Sacramento, California, and my big goal was that I was going to write novels from the back office and uh, (laughs) had a lot of reality along that journey. Um, About six weeks after I opened the store, I stood there looking around, and I thought, what have I done I don't want to run a retail business. I didn't like managing the staff and the cockroaches visiting from the restaurant next door. I mean, it was just endless struggles there. It was also in a strip mall that didn't have a lot of street visibility. So, you know, if you want to learn about marketing, open a retail store in a crappy <laughs> strip mall. Because <laughs> uh, I was just forced to learn, you know, how to get people in the door. And I turned to the Internet. That was a big focus, learning how to optimize the site and selling online. And that did a lot of great things for the store. And uh, I thought I was going to write novels, discover I was a terrible novelist. I did not have the imagination for it, uh, but completely fell in love with writing business and marketing books. And my first book was a startup guide I self-published, and I launched a website called businessinfoguide.com to try to attract my target audience. And after that, I um, got a book deal with John Wiley & Sons for From Entrepreneur to Infopreneur, and signed with an agent, sold a couple more books, and things kind of took off. And I never really expected to have this whole new career. I was getting calls about speaking and consulting and eventually sold that store and launched a full-time consulting business. And then in 2008, so many people were asking me how to get their books published that I uh, turned that all into my current company, which is Authority Publishing. And we do custom book publishing and social media marketing services. So it's been a wild and crazy ride but uh, I'm grateful for all of it. You know, it's I learned so much from that store, and just I, I always say my path found me. It kind of led me to where I was supposed to be. Wow, what what a story! And and I knew just just a little piece of this from uh, reading about you and and talking with you. And it does sound like you've learned you know so much. And I think those are probably the most valuable uh, lessons when we learn from actually doing things. Yeah. 
<laughs> even even if we don't want to, if we go fighting, kicking and screaming, kicking the whole and, way. <laughs> and screaming. No, it's true. It, it's true. So tell me a little bit more about the publishing that you do, because you know my experience has been that I started with Create Space, and then I went on Amazon's Kindle, and then I started what I call my own publishing company. But it really is just two people. And we do just a small amount of stuff, so I don't I don't believe it's anything similar to what you're doing. So, what is authority publishing like? Yeah, you know, we're kind of we're focused on a niche. We only do nonfiction books. We're we're a paid service, so people pay us to get their books produced for them, and we handle everything from the time the manuscript is completed. We edit. We do cover design, interior layout. We do all the ebook formatting. We distribute to. Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com and all and all those things and really the focus was working with business professionals and it was something that when I self-published my first book I was running a business I didn't have time to go hire contractors and find people to do all these things and register the ISBN and there's a lot as you know involved in publishing people don't realize how much detail work is involved so I wanted to really create kind of a one-stop shop for a busy professional who wanted a highly, you know, well-produced book that looks like it's straight off the shelf of a traditional publisher. So a lot of our clients are consultants and speakers and therapists and doctors and things like that. And it's worked out really nicely. Excellent, excellent. And so you you have people that work with you then? You have a team of people? I do. And, you know, honestly, it was one of my motivations in starting the business was that it no longer made me the heart and soul of the business. You know, no. so many of us are consultants or speakers or, you know, doing our own website stuff, and we can't take a vacation. We can't get the flu. We can't, you know, really have as much freedom as we should have as entrepreneurs. So what I loved about starting the publishing business was that it forced me to build a team. You know, I'm not an editor. I'm not a book designer. I'm not any of those things. So I have 12 people. Um, working for me in various roles, and it's it's wonderful. People people constantly say to me, "How do you do so much?" And the fact is, I'm not, I have a lot of free time <laughs> because <laughs> I I've built a system where I have people um, doing the hard work, and I get to focus on what I like most, which is sales and marketing. And it leaves me time to blog and do a lot of the creative things I enjoy as well. Excellent. Well, tell me about the marketing piece because. Traditionally, and one reason that I didn't even try to go, you know, for a regular publisher like Wiley or or one of those was that I heard, or Morgan James, I even know some people that are connected with that, but I had heard that, you know, when you go with them, any money you, you spend with them, it really just gets the book published and maybe in the bookstores for a little bit, that kind of thing, but that they don't do any marketing ever down the line. Do you do some marketing? Yeah, and honest, that was my own frustration because I had several traditional publishing contracts, and beyond even the fact that they don't market, I mean, they they, they pay you a dollar a book, they have all the control. If you don't like the cover design, too bad. I had one of them pulled a whole chapter out of my book because they wanted to limit the word count. Oh. So there were just <laughs> a lot of things that I found very frustrating about that process. And so from a marketing perspective, no matter who publishes your book, as the author, you really have to take control of the marketing. And so that's long been my focus in in what I do personally and how I educate people is, you know, taking control of primarily marketing online. I think that's where I've built my audience 
you know, by building a, a website and attracting them with content. And, you know, I was kind of blogging before I knew what blogging was, you know, putting articles up on Business Info Guide and noticing the more content I added there, the more traffic the site received. So, and, and doing things like what we're doing right now, you know, interviews, internet radio shows, there are so many opportunities for authors online that, you know, they don't even realize how much is out there. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your home to market the heck out of your books. Yes, yes, and, and that's so wonderful for us to be able to do that from home. You know, I, I kind of work in my in my jammies uh, <laughs> at my house, and, um, it's you know, it's really been, been very, very wonderful for me. Well, another part of what you do, though, is you speak. You You go to different places and speak. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of the accidental speaker. You know, I really didn't intend to go out and become a speaker. Um, but when the the first book came out, I started getting invitations to speak. And then the Wiley book came out, and the, the invitations just started coming. And so I decided I would embrace it. I actually was a technical instructor in the Silicon Valley for several years. So I had a lot of training and speaking. And um, it's not my first love, I'll be honest. I'd rather write any day. <laughs> <laughs> I think most writers feel that way. Yeah, I, exactly. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think it's really important as an author to develop that skill and be willing to do that. Um, you know, I sell a lot of books at speaking engagements. I meet a lot of clients. It's just a wonderful way to connect with people and, and get to travel some. And, you know, so... I try to balance it. I, I just tallied up my speaking engagements for this year. And between the live events and the online events, webinars and things like that, I had over 40 events. So it was a very oh. busy year. <laughs> and I try not to travel too much because I do have a six-year-old at home. But um, I enjoy it. And I definitely think it's a, a skill every author should try to develop. Wow, so you're you I think are going to more events than than I am, and I always consider myself like somebody that's just on on the road way too way too much, but it sounds like you're you're doing even even more. Yeah, well, and I also live in a major metro area. Well, Sacramento is very close to the Bay Area, San Francisco, mm-hmm. so I have a, a ton of opportunity in my own backyard. Let alone you know hopping on a plane for events. Usually once a month, I get on planes. All right, yeah, and that, that's my schedule. Once once a month I'm going someplace and then I'm doing some things locally. And I guess maybe I don't even count my local things as speaking engagements, even though they really are. All right, well, let me, let me ask you a, a few different things. One thing is I have been telling people that they really need to build their credibility and authority locally first before going bigger because it gives you a time to practice. You know, if you're in the very beginning of your business, I did that in Santa Clarita when I was first there six years ago. And... Uh, also, you can uh, have more of a friendly environment because you can you know, start with places like my Rotary Club, Let Me Speak, in the beginning when I was not a speaker, and right. I got to do it. What do you think? Should people really work to do that in their local community? Absolutely. And, and actually, I recommend that as well because those of us who are really focused on marketing online, you forget that you've got this opportunity in your own backyard, and I neglected it for years as well. I just kind of let things come to me. And then one day I realized, gosh, you know, I could know everyone in town. And so, um, and I've spoken, as like you have, at pretty much every service group, trade association. But those things also lead to bigger conferences. And I started a meetup group in Sacramento six years ago. We didn't really have any resources for speakers beyond Toastmasters. 
So I started a group called the Sacramento Speakers Network. Who knew there was such demand for something like that? We have a monthly meeting. We have over, well, I should say close to 1,000 members and just an incredibly active group of people who are speaking. And they're primarily entrepreneurs, and it's been so much fun. It's been an incredible way for me to get known in my community and uh, get a lot of speaking engagements through that as well. So uh, I just think the opportunities are great, and in your own backyard you definitely don't want to um, ignore that. All right. Well, these are some great ideas. And, you know, I, I go once in a while to a meetup group, but it's an online marketing meetup group, so it's very, very different than what you're describing. And I guess it, it really could be uh, worthwhile for me to start one or at least maybe start it with somebody else that could spend some of the time when I'm not in town so much. Yeah, you know, what's nice is that um, it's not a, it's not a Toastmasters where people practice their speaking. It's We focus on the business of speaking, and it just it draws a great crowd every month and really smart, creative people. We don't have anybody trying to sell us stuff. It's You know, it's just a really <laughs> professional, fun group. Excellent. All right, well, now, you were saying that, that when you go to events that you sell books. This is something I definitely want to know more about because the events that I go to, it doesn't seem like the right thing to do for me to bring book, to sell books. So I usually bring, like I'm going to London next week, so I bring about 25 books of mine, and I give them to people throughout the four days that I'll be at the event. But you're actually selling selling books? How, how does this work? Yeah, it depends on the venue. I, I am selective about that. I was in Boise just a couple of weeks ago for a writer's conference, and I just quite frankly didn't want to lug books out there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do something similar. I, I always try to do a drawing with the audience and give a couple of books away, and that boosts the mailing list and all that good stuff. Um, so it really depends on the venue, and if it makes sense, I can also drop ship books, so I do that sometimes. Um, but they have to really be a, be a venue that's supportive of your selling the books. I mean, I, I don't like going to a, a conference, for example, where I do a breakout, and then they tell me, well, you can sell books at the back of the room, but I know I've got five minutes before they all run off to their next session. That's yeah. not worth the time. But the beauty of mobile right now is people can get right on Amazon and make a purchase in the room. So I definitely, you know, promote the book by giving copies away and definitely see sales as a result when that's the situation. All right. Well, let me run something by you that I started doing um, really kind of by accident. I was speaking in Toronto a few months ago. <clears throat> excuse me. And I had just taken one of my books, uh, I put it on Kindle, and I had done the bestseller thing, and it was fun for me. It was just a book on time management for entrepreneurs, so not truly my main niche, but something you know that I love very much. And while I was there, with the permission of the promoter, I gave people the link to download the Kindle book for free, and I said, also, I said, you can watch it. I said, you know, by the end of the day, we'll be able to take it to, to the bestseller again. It'll be number one again, and sure enough, by lunch it was. And this was so much fun, and I had about 500 downloads then over that Saturday, Sunday. What is your take on, on this? What could I have done differently, or was it a good idea? What do you think? I think it's an awesome idea. I, I love that you did that. I, I am a huge advocate of give away your content because that's how you build an audience, right? You build loyalty. People you know, want to know more about what you do. Um, I just did something similar, although um, I did a free ebook giveaway with Own Your Niche for three days, 
and my goal was to get 400 downloads over three days. And um, I got over a thousand, and I did not use Amazon's KDP program because I wanted to capture the email addresses for those downloads. So I had my own page set up. Um, I promoted it with email and social media. And what I found as a result of that, a huge spike in sales in the the 60 days that followed that. So I am absolutely a, a definite fan of give it away because you get people talking about it too. You know, they're going to tell a friend, you need to get this book. Were you able to capture email addresses when you did that? No, because, yeah, so I, was, I want to know more about what you're, what you, how you did it exactly. No, because I was sending them directly to Kindle to do yeah. the, the free on the Kindle Select Days. But yep. within the Kindle book, though, then I had two different places where they were able to opt in, and many of the people did opt in over the next right. few days. That's super. But now, how did you how did you do it? You just sent them to an opt-in page? Yes. I had an opt-in page and uh, that delivered the uh, PDF version of the ebook with some instructions on how to load it on your Kindle for people who didn't know how to do that, and uh, it was incredibly popular. I mean, and I got a thousand email addresses from that. Excellent. Great. So I guess in my case, and many of the people that are going to be listening to this, when they are going to events, many times the promoter won't allow that. Yeah. Because pretty much then you're just getting everybody on your list yep. while while you're there. So I guess we always want to ask permission. Yes. Before we're doing anything. Like yeah, every event is them. a little different, so you definitely need to figure out what the tone of it's going to be. If you get there early and other speakers are on, find out what they're doing and what's appropriate. And but always ask if you intend to sell or collect information. The beauty of giving away books is the event promoters are almost always happy to support that. You know, and you could create a landing page, you know, or you could exchange a card for a, a card with a download information. You know, you know when we saw each other at that Global Ebook Awards, Dan Pointer had asked me if I would give away copies of the ebook um to the attendees, which I was happy to do. We did that with Smashwords with a free download code that I had printed on business cards. So Yes, I love that. That was so was wonderful fun. how you did that. Yes. It was fun. But the downside is I didn't capture email addresses doing that and you know but that was a special thing for Dan and I was happy, happy to do it. But, you know, I think if I were to do that for another event I would want to capture email address and then maybe reveal the code that way. Right. Yeah, no, that was wonderful and, and Dan is, is such a such a great guy with everything that he does. But tell us a little bit more about the difference between Smashwords and, and Kindle Select. Yes, yeah, Smashwords is an ebook distribution platform. They distribute to all the other outlets, so for the Barnes & Noble Nook and the iPad. Um, I don't know how many outlets they're up to, but it's a lot. And what they do is they take your manuscript and they put it through their proprietary meat grinder software that converts it into multiple ebook formats and then they distribute it to all these different outlets. So uh, there's no fee to do that. They they pay you 85% of what they collect from the retailers. Now keep in mind, you know, Apple's going to take 30% off, that kind of thing. But you still get um, all that major distribution without the hassle of having to try to get in with each one. Uh, and they make it just very easy, a one-stop shop to make that happen. So I'm a huge fan of the... Amazon Kindle and Smashwords combo. If you have both of those together, you really cover all your major ebook distribution outlets. 
All right, but I guess the only thing is that if you have it on Kindle Select during that 90-day period, then you can't have it on Smashwords or anyplace else. Yeah, darn Amazon. <laughs> they want exclusive rights, and I honestly, that just infuriates me. I wrote a blog post about how I was going to refuse to participate <laughs> in the KDP Select because I just, I, I just don't like that as a tactic. However, I know a lot of people are getting good results with the KDP programs and all of that, but... You, if you're not in the select program, you can distribute with uh, Smashwords. Okay, so lots lots to think about. Well, um, for today, I was going to give people uh, my link to send them over to your full page of books over at Amazon, uh, but do you have something you would prefer to give them so oh, that everybody fine. listening can, can join in? fine. I'm not nearly that organized, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want people to go to ConnieLoves.me forward slash Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E, Stephanie. And also, when you get one or two or three of her books, be sure to join her list. And you're at stephaniechandler.com? Yeah, actually, businessinfoguide.com would probably be the most appropriate site for this audience. That's where uh, we have a lot of articles and resources and books are listed there as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, now, what's up next for you? Do you have anything new and exciting that you would love to share with us before you share it with anyone else in the entire world? You know, it's funny. I didn't know you were going to ask me that question, and your timing <laughs> is very good because I do have something coming up. <laughs> no no pressure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily persuaded to talk. Um, so in January, I'm launching a nonfiction authors association. Ah. I think it's long overdue. Nonfiction authors are a highly neglected breed. Um, if you look at anything book marketing, it's pretty general, and conferences and things like that focus on fiction writers. And nonfiction, we have totally different needs and marketing tactics and all of those things, so um, it, it's long overdue. I run a nonfiction authors group on LinkedIn. We have over 2,000 members. Uh, you know, I've been talking to authors for years, so that is coming in January. So if you want to know about that, I guess you should sign up for the mailing list. <laughs> yes, yes, and I, I would love to be a part of that because it's true. I always see things for, you know, children's books and yeah. just a you know whole a whole lot of different genre besides what I'm what I'm doing with the with the nonfiction. So I think that's that's wonderful. Well, Stephanie, it's so exciting to to have you here. I I really have admired you, and I don't even remember how I first found your um, the book that I bought. You know, the the very first one. The um, here it is, booked up. How to write, publish, and promote a book to grow your business. But it must have been from some of your marketing efforts, is my belief. Well, I have to tell you what's funny about that to me is that book I truly wrote as a brochure. I mean, it's about how to publish your book and promote your business, but I was really wanting to drive um, clients into authority publishing, so I never think of that book as the book that people remember me for, and I love that you actually love the book. <laughs> Thank you oh, for that. Usually yeah. people find me from the uh, from Entrepreneur to Infopreneur book and now from Own Your Niche. Those have uh, definitely been my two most successful endeavors so thank yes. you Connie. well you're welcome well i think you know when i got that book and it's been now probably close to two years i guess it came out in 2010 so i i got it probably when it was when it was pretty new out yeah. 
I saw that book as really, you know, like a Bible for me, like an information manual that I could really keep referring to and learn all kinds of bits and pieces of information that I didn't know and that, you know, I would have to buy all these silly courses here and there and try to glean out of them, you know, what I needed. And instead, I thought, why not get it from someone who's an authority who has it all here in one book because that way it just made sense to me to to follow that path. That's Super. And yeah, I give so m- I do really pride myself in giving a ton of content. So I'm so glad you found that. That's great. Great, great. And I want people also to run out and get Own Your Niche, Hype Free Internet Marketing Tactics to Establish Authority in Your Field and Promote Your Service Based Business. And I'm so glad you have these long titles. I love long titles. I think they're so important. Keywords. (laughs) (laughs) They really are. All right. Well, thanks again, Stephanie. I've loved having you as my guest. Me as well, Connie. Let's be sure to keep in touch. Yes, let's do that. All right. This is Connie Reagan-Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com. Be sure to visit Huge Profits Tiny List. Look in the right sidebar, click on the link for iTunes. I want you to subscribe to my podcast series so that you'll not only hear Stephanie, but you'll hear everyone in the series. Take care, everyone.